Okay, yours truly the boy, Talk to Podcast. I'm here with my guy, Tayem Mercer from... Uh, bro, what's Mint stand for, man? I always forget that, man. Mercer Innovation Enterprise. Exactly, man. That's a long-ass name. How'd you come yeah. up with that? Do you know what it was, yeah? So, me and my brother, obviously, Mercer is the new legacy that we're trying to create. So, we were looking at, when you look at Mercer and innovation, we like that. Because innovation, for me, just says doing something a different way. Okay. And getting a better result. Mm-hmm. So that's why we came up with the innovation. And then enterprise is just the fact that like we like the whole concept of creating something big. Mm-hmm. And what we want to create in terms of a company, we want it to be really big. So we decided on enterprise. Because when you think of an enterprise, it's something huge. Yeah, obviously. So yeah. we changed the E to an I. We innovated that and made it enterprise. Enterprise. All right, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So now that you're finally here okay <laughs> for those of you guys that you that don't know i'll be trying to get this guy to sit down with me because you know i went into one of his motivation speech um one of his shows when was it i think it was about a few months ago anyway i, went yeah, there. I think it was, it was early dublin. early march yeah, yeah it was in dublin i went in there and i sat there and i was like immediately impressed by the panel that you had there you mm-hmm. had like multiple people speaking on it like people speaking about there was about uh there was a, there was a girl that was, she was like from nigeria yeah and she's talking about females i forgot what she Gabby. was talking about yeah. yeah her she was really great yeah. uh there was another guy another irish guy who sat down there spoke about uh Jonathan. some of the stuff yeah, yeah he touched on some of the stuff he was great too there was a professor from college there was other professors as well from college as well from africa as well and i felt like really great and i just felt like it was a place where i went in i could relate to these people and on top of that, because I'm going to let you speak on it as well, because you have an up, up, upcoming show. And yeah. on top of that, you had like this girl. I think that's where I, deliver, I, I discovered this girl, uh, Tolu McKay. I think yeah, Tolu, yeah. Singing. Yeah, she's great at singing, yeah. yeah but anyway, um, bro, man, just tell the people who you are, what you're working on, and we can start this. Yeah, so as you mentioned, like, you know, we have a motivation speaking platform, Mercer Innovation Enterprise. We, it's called Mint Talks. So mm-hmm. that's like a subset of what the company is. Yeah. Why we came up with Main Talks is the whole concept of when I was growing up a couple of years ago. I'm only 26, by the way, um, but you know yourself, life feels long when you're growing yeah, yeah. up. So I was looking for people to help me. I was looking for successful people like who can give me information on how to get from A to B, and I couldn't find that. So ultimately, what we ended up doing then was, look, let's create it ourselves. We got information. We know how to move ahead in our careers. We're developing different things to make money, just to be better as people. Mm-hmm. So our whole platform is to motivate other people, is to give that back. And we invite different people, we bring different speakers on our platform so that they can help people and share that information. Yeah, Because yeah, when you work sure. alongside, like I've sat in boardrooms with top CEOs of multi-million dollar companies, and the information that they're giving to me, I'm thinking, wow, if I got this four or five years ago, yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Game changer. Yeah, you know? and for us, so we want to give that back to people and take them to the next level because we yeah. want everybody to grow. And that's our whole concept. When you talk about motivation speaking, like you're changing people's life, it's more than motivation. It's giving them skills that they can use in real life. Knowledge, basically, goal. yeah. That's exactly and it. And how, how, I just want to find out because like, when I saw you guys, like when you guys created that, my thought process was just like, how was it the way you guys like build up the whole thing how mm. you started because like it's easy to like sit down and say yo dude listen man let's build a car yeah and everybody can get together and say we're building a car but it's the part where you actually start building the car mm. and get everybody to invest their time yeah. the money all that stuff in behind it that's when people usually like say you know what this is way too hard how mm. was it for you guys like you know kind of like just yeah. come up with this stuff like you know so you know, in, in life in general, and we played sports, and I come from a background of 
a lot of different transitions yeah. and suffering and this is what I say to people embrace whatever you go through in life yeah. and that gives you motivation to keep going through whatever happens mm -hmm. but throughout that entire process like the thing I say to people sit down with a group of people share those ideas back like we sat down so it was me my brother another guy I'm very close with Abdul yeah that's, that, that's the guy I think that's the guy who's on the computer yeah team. so we sat with Abdul and we discussed it because we read a lot and we developed the difference is before we started the company mm -hmm. my brother said look let's get these books and read it yeah yeah that's that's, idea, that's the key thing before we even done anything we made anything or we planned anything he went out and he said look these are the three business books that we need to read that will show us how to get ahead yeah. and just confirm some of the ideas we have yeah, so before yeah. we went official with anything we read books we wanted to do it like two years before literally that's when the idea was conceived and what stopped you guys from like going you, the thing i say to people is one you can't just rush everything two there's no such thing as the right time but yeah. there's a time that you can be better prepared and we wanted to Fact. be better prepared not to perfect it because i know like there's no you're never going to be perfect like there's so many things that we're learning right now mm -hmm. but at that time it was just you have to trust your gut yeah just trust yourself because there was people pressuring me yeah that's true that's true there was people because i speak to a lot of people and i had an opportunity to speak to a lot of people over the past few years i'd say i've easily spoken to like 60 80 people on an individual basis and it was just that and i trust myself and when even when people were telling me like do it now we should do this now because i met up with other people and we planned things and i was like no nah, it's not the time yet wait yeah. for it and you obviously like uh, sitting down listening to like you know you guys doing your show i couldn't help but like realizing that you guys are like uh, motivated by guys like les brown yeah. do you understand i'm forgetting all the names on top of my head mm. but i remember the times like in 2014 when i would wake up and i want to go to college and i used to, I used to have, have to drive like an hour to go to college yeah so like you know waking up in the morning six o'clock in the morning and you're thinking to yourself around eight half eight you have to be like in college and mm. you're thinking like oh man this is gonna be so hard and i always used to put Les brown motivation speech yeah. and it was the one thing that it felt like you know you're by yourself you're alone you don't you're going through this journey alone but you can make it happen and that voice always came in the back of my head whenever i encounter like you know difficulties and all mm. that but anyway my main point was that you guys have another show coming up is that yeah. we're just gonna like you know shout that out before, before yeah we move ahead awesome so we've got a show we've got an event coming up on the 7th of december yeah. so all our posters and stuff are going to be released next week and it's going to be around you know the goals of getting successful mm -hmm. we want to make it more practical because some of the things we've done before we do we do a lot of theory and a lot of conversation and different mm -hmm. people speaking but now we actually want to help people to apply those skills. Mm -hmm. So we're going to cover different areas, you know. What can you do now to prepare yourself for success? Okay. How do you plan to be the best version of yourself? How can you position your life to be successful one, two, three years down the line? Mm -hmm. Some of those things you can do now. What are the key skills that you need now that can help you be in that position? And then we're going to do some practical exercises. We've probably one or two different speakers that might come in as well. All right. But um, it's going to be good and I recommend it to people because the thing is we're normal people on a journey trying to be the best version of ourselves. And it's tough. Coming from a black background, we don't have a lot of successful points of reference yes. to look at. And that's why when I said to you like why we started because I was looking for people to help me. Yeah. I was looking for people to motivate me. But I couldn't see many people in Ireland that look like me doing a lot of that's successful true. things. And I, think, and I think that was the reason that triggered me. My friend told me, I think my friend Ahmed told me, he was like, oh, listen. There's this guy, do you know this guy, Taya Mercy? He mentioned your name like three times in one year. And it was like, 
Yo, this guy is doing another like motivation spell. Like, who is this guy, man? Who is this guy, bro? Why you keep telling me about this guy? Like, Just go to his speeches, keep him. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like follow this guy, find out what he does. Yeah. So then I remember following you, and then he was like, this guy is Congolese. Like, wait, what? Congolese people are doing this? <laughs> oh wait, now nah, I have to go find out. Cause yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And then I think we had a mutual friend. I think we had Sam. And then and I was talking to Sam, and then like Mike was like, oh, you should sit down with Sam, cause she's like, you know media personality mm. you know she can like you know she does all this stuff i'm like that, that's cool because when i was like starting and i was like i'm gonna start doing my video so then and then she said someone like, you should come to this thing i was like yeah i already spoke to him on camera i was like mm. i want to see like how this like this better be not be like a waste of time but yeah. like, I'm, I'm like i'm like i'm really like positive leaning towards this i hope this works you understand and then when i went in there when i walked out i was like wow bro and i came back i remember sitting down with my friends like these dudes are doing things man i'm like like we're sleeping here whatever we wherever we are like we have to be able to like you know to be able to do big uh, things but when i went there i left it left with something i, I definitely left with like wow i like, but like not just the motivation speeches that you guys gave there to the people because mm. you guys had like shit that people were taking down pointers there's loads of people college kids came yeah, down there man. not just black people there was like you know caucasian people that came yeah. down there as well um do you guys receive like enough support from where you guys are and all that see it depends right because when you're doing something new and I understand it's like a lot of people somebody said this to me a, a few years ago and they said we should value what you guys do more but we're not going to until it's passed and it made sense to me because when you're doing something people won't understand it now yeah. but four or five years down the line it becomes valuable if you look at like some of the most successful people in the world that died right um, the likes of Tupac and things like that they what they were saying people took bigger effect after they were gone because it made That's sense true. then when you're doing things and people are going through their own journeys they don't really see it yeah. yet it's the same for like the likes of Nipsey yeah, when they exactly. died as well like yeah, you know then they became a bigger off. you know yeah god willing i don't want to die for that to happen but like i do get support uh, this is the truth about it right we get support we get messages now lately i'm getting it more from black people Prior to that, it was a lot more support from white people who messaged me on Instagram and things like that. Like, look, what you're saying is good. You know, this helped me. This is motivating me. Um, but why do you think that? Though? Why are we so, you know, when you see someone like, do you think, I, I think that that could be one of the, like, partially one of the, the issues that causes because for us, we like, don't know how to take success. We weren't built to understand and support success. I didn't. I never knew to put it that way. No, but when you look at it, right, white people know how to support each other in terms of success. They have communities because they've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. For us, it's different. We don't have many people. Let's not even on a, on a from like a countrywide perspective or a world. Yeah. But let's look at it where we are right now. Like we don't know how to support each other for success because there's not many that have been successful that have actually That's done true, anything yeah. for us. Most people are doing things to be successful for themselves. There's not a lot that are doing it to help other people. Yeah. So how can you support that? That's why we don't know how to support that. Somebody told that to me. I asked one of my friends the same question. I met up with him a while ago. And he said to me, look, what's our point of reference? How do, how do our parents show us how to support other people? Do we actually do that? And I think us as Africans, we have a, we have a self-hate problem. That's true, yeah, yeah, we do. And do you think that's a cycle that goes along, like, you know, that, that keeps happening over and over? Like, like for me, one of the big things that I, I, I always look at in, 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 obviously, us as Africans, as like, you know, whether you're African-American, whether mm. you're black from whatever, is this thing that we hold tight with us, you understand? Um, everywhere you go, we always 
you know, very close to religion. Yeah. That always comes first. And for me, for a long time ago, <clears throat> excuse me, one of my friends was saying, oh no, bro, you don't go to church anymore. I was like, dude, I, I do believe in God. I never stopped believing in God. Like, now yeah. I do believe in God. I just don't believe in religions anymore. You understand? Mm. That's another conversation. But yeah. do you think like that's one of the things that, you know, because you have, you have, you have places like, you know, that you go to say even in UK, even here where you meet pastors like yeah. I mean and they'll do such profound things like, you know, and, and then you'll be thinking like, Oh, that's the pastor who like used to but he's doing this type of yeah. thing. Those type of things as well makes you think like Do I wanna and you know what, when you say that, that's true. Like I'm hard on the people around me. Very hard on the people around me. Um even sometimes like we might go to a party and we joke and stuff and the guys do something and I'd be like yeah, when we go home we have a chat and i'm like you can't be doing that yeah, yeah. and it's not just me saying that because you got to look at it right people are watching what you do they're not watching what you say so if you're telling somebody to act a certain way you have to act that way as well yeah, yeah, and when you speak true. about it with the pastors and religion religion plays a part in that and just to touch upon it briefly my view mm-hmm. is this that when if you're a religious person your job is to help it's not to judge Mm. And your church can't be excluding people. Mm-hmm. And right now we have a situation where people don't feel like they belong in a church. Like people who are committing crime, the people who need church the most, feel like they can't go there because they're going to yeah, be they're judged. They're going to be judged. Yeah, that's the thing. But they need it more than the people that are there. Because the people that are there, they know why they're there. They, let's say some of us are saved and we're walking the right way. Mm-hmm. But the people who need it more don't feel like they belong there. So what are you doing? My thing is, right? Whenever we talk and we plan about our events, it's who else, like, how can we attract a new audience? I don't, I care about the people that are coming already, yeah. but I have to care about the people who need this. How can we change what we're doing or how can we help them or can we go and see them? Can we go and talk to them? Like, there's a lot of young kids that rap, right? Mm-hmm. And I speak to them, especially in Ireland. Like, we've yeah. got a couple of young kids, like uh, 24 Smiles. Uh, yeah, the young kid, I'll, I'll show you his, his thing on Instagram, you should check him out they're doing quite a good bit of positive things in their music side, but it's yeah. different to what I would do. Do you know what I mean? But I still support them and I encourage them. Yeah, yeah. Like whenever I'd see them, I'd give them advice like, look, focus on your music, stay away from this side of it. Because mm-hmm. your music's what's gonna get you paid. Your music's what's gonna take you out of this situation. Mm-hmm. So work hard on that. But where in our religion is, religion is teaching us to be divided. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, you can't, you know, be careful of Muslim people. Be careful of these people. Be careful of walking down this path. It's be very old regime. This. Like every time I go to any church, I feel like the old regime never changes. I mean, it's based on fear. Do you understand? Like, like we live in a technology world, and if you're up, here's my thing on that. Right? If you're coming there, and a lot of people go there because they have financial problems, mm. praying alone won't solve your financial problems. I need skills. I need resources to help me get to where I need to get to. I need somebody to help me get my dreams. But if you've never achieved your dreams, mm-hmm. how can you tell me to achieve exactly. mine? What and are you going to tell I, me? I, I, I personally feel like some churches can, they're business. Like mm. churches, is based on, it's a business. Like people would come in, people would come in and I remember like like me and the guy used to speaking, yeah. the one did the whole setup. Like when we started the shows, we got all in over our head. We like, cause it was one point we were making money. Yeah, we made money. We're like, okay, we're comfortable. We have a following. Everything is cool. We're doing something great. Because I started doing the shows because it wasn't because I decided, you know what? I want to go meet girls and I'm gonna start doing the show. I started doing the show because I felt like when we go out to places where we can like, you know, have fun and all that. There was no music for like 
there was no urban music. Yeah. You understand? There was not nowhere you can enjoy. So I started doing it for like people that enjoy that type of music. Not just because we were black, African, mm. but we were like American, Caucasian, Polish, whatever you came from. So I did that indeed. And then we met people that proposed the fact that uh you guys can do that do you think you guys can pull off starting a church and i was like hmm. <laughs> i laughed mm. he was like no listen you have a certain aura about you because i almost became a deacon yeah for, for people that don't know eh? that is i almost became a deacon because like, listen there's a certain aura about you you can be the quiet guy you understand all you have to do is you understand you study the bible you study the bible okay he will be the front man mm. businessman and then this guy is like oh so when you do like all these things that they do from monday wednesday to friday money comes in then you have the sunday service money yeah. comes in again then you have people that are funding the church do you understand so that's imagine more money how in. much you can make <laughs> yeah. a week and i start there and then they, they did the calculation bro we can do this and then like he was like yo listen you need to start studying the bible and stuff like that what's well, funny <laughs> do you know my thing right not to cut you off and this is what yeah. i say to people you have to be careful about who you give your attention to yeah and who you give access to your brain to mm -hmm. we don't understand that we think everything is spiritual or some some way in our african culture yeah but what you don't understand and i i sat there at the start of the year and i had a conversation with my brother and i'm like you have no idea how dangerous it is for people to give that much attention in a church if the person standing up there is not giving them the right guidance because their defense is down their mind is open what it's you're like saying what people is are most vulnerable believing. like i think that's when they what you're saying is they're coming to believe that because they think you've been put there mm. but you got to be attention I'm, I'm careful about who i let give me information and i say to people if i'm saying something watch it assess it does it make sense be cautious about it is that something you want to listen to if things there's things you want to question then question it but in a church environment where you're told don't question things and just follow it's very dangerous so you've got to question things and um, that's my advice to that side but i know on the church thing we can go on that for a long yeah, time yeah, it gets, I don't really it gets political but for yeah. me it's like you can't be afraid you have to have faith you got to invest in yourself follow your dreams because yeah there's other people that are gonna try to pursue and as you said they see something in you and they think oh yeah if you did this it will help you but that's not your gift that's what they're seeing but they don't know everything that goes interior they don't know yeah, what your true. ambitions are in your life in general yeah man oh, bro we can go on forever talking about the whole religion <laughs> thing man i'm quite sure i'm gonna have loads of people just giving us yeah. heat but i don't mind whatever questions you have comments you have just put it down below but listen um mental health week okay yeah. that is something that a lot of people avoid talking about it and i remember when i released one podcast alone about mental health and i got a lot of backfire for it but like i don't mind that like right. I mean, as long as people are listening it triggers something in their mind makes them think or whatever it's cool because i'm here to spread information yeah uh, from someone who's gone through that who understands mental health for this week all the event that's going on all the celebrities that are joining in and stuff like that obviously you guys i remember the last show that you guys did it was about mental health it yeah. was yeah yeah what's your what's your like you know um what's your takes on it obviously i know you do this every day but yeah. just like obviously on this platform i wanted to hear what's your take on it on mental health especially um as as as, as here in ireland it's something yeah. that can be easily avoided true you know be a lot of people look past it very true see it, it's 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 a hard one 
because you never know what people go through and we're good at hiding it yeah and even myself but one thing i can say is if you talk about these things it helps you like we were doing a show last month um and before the show a week out my best friend called me and he said look and we talk we met up for lunch mm. and i thought like everything was cool i was looking forward to the lunch and we sat down and he told me oh my dad has cancer my dad's dying all right and for me that was like i walked away and i was like he looks fine but that's going on it's scary and if you don't talk about it it can affect you big term and i think people are scared to talk about it because they don't know what to do so we don't want to feel accountable for parents and i, I think feel it's, weak as well i think, I think you do well. but it's necessary to be weak like life is hard like the suffering and there's so much that goes on and it's just hard in general but you have to be open to talk about it and when you have a problem say it like i'm not okay mm. call someone close to you that's my issue i think it needs to be spoken about more and i'm actually seeing it more i don't know about you like on social yeah, media yeah yeah but like yeah i i, I am seeing i think it like slowly to, it's evolving mm. like but i I, I always feel like um from the background that i came from from personally like family and all that there was always like a case like when when you speak about mental health and you're one of those they always think like you're one it's of like those a, loose yeah. you're one of those loose child like you're one of them that like oh he's one of them that like you know like he came out loose out of do the you know, six do you know kids. what i'll say though you know do you know what i'll say um it's a brief one I, from a parent perspective and this is what i've thought about this a lot from a parent perspective and why parents avoid talking about it because you don't want to fail that's true you don't want to fail your kid so when your kid comes to you and tells you i have a problem that you probably can't help me on but i need you to help me with mm-hmm. it's almost like oh crap what do i do and it's hard to seek professional help in places where we're afraid to seek professional help i don't believe that medication is the solution to mental health problems or somebody's depressed that you give the medication mm-hmm. Because they'll become dependent on that, but when the medication wears off, the problem is still there. Yeah. If it's a problem where like you've lost your job or you don't know where you're going in life, and that's what's making you depressed. And if life is not progressive, it makes you depressed. Mm-hmm. You feel crap when you're not progressing in life. So if it's any of those areas, don't take medication to deal with that. If it's somebody's left you, don't take medication to deal with that's that. That's true, yeah. You have to grieve, you have to deal with it emotionally, face the pain and then look at how you fix those areas. Yeah. If it's financial, take time and invest that time to fix the problem before getting the medication. Because mm-hmm. they can give you medication, the medication fixes or regulates your mood, but what happens when the medication is gone? That's true. What happens when you go home? Your problem is there. Yeah. A few examples I'll give, because for me, I've went through, I've went through, for me personally, I've went through different experiences of mental health. I went through a stage where I wanted to commit suicide because I didn't know where my life was going. And that was at 18, where my life fell apart. Um, relationship with my father wasn't as strong, different things happened at home. And then to add to that, I had no career opportunities. My girlfriend left me at the time. So it was a couple of different things. Yeah. The first thing I had to deal with was, okay, overcoming the relationship problem that I've lost somebody I've spent so much time with. I think it was like a year and a half, but at that time as a kid, you think like, this is my world. Mm-hmm. And then I had to deal with the fact of, you know, the parent, the parent issue that's going on. So you deal with those factors first, and then you can actually find ways to start, okay, how do I get stronger? But it was hard because I didn't talk at that time. Yeah. I had nobody to talk to. I didn't know how to speak with people at home because we didn't have that relationship. And it's easy to make those decisions yeah. at that age. 
It, you know, because that's what to just make a bad decision. That's what seems look. logical. You don't see any other way. But anybody watching this, and I know there's people watching this, like there is a better way. Whatever you're going through right now, if you give it time, time fixes everything. But at the same time, you have to be willing to take some responsibility and really just seek help, or come up with a plan on how you can fix whatever area is broken. Really take some time to look at your life and look at where it's broken. I want to fix it. And if you're not making progress, that's the toughest one, bro. Yeah. And I think like youth reach can be like good as well. Like even creating communities where the youth yeah. can come and just like be able to talk to someone, you understand, that's going through whatever issues you But going what about through. parents? I'll ask you, like, what about parents' responsibility to this? Because I know we're talking about youth, like, like a it's, kid it's, can't take care of himself. Like it's funny you said you said about that. Like I was gonna ask you and I remember one time you were talking about a fatherhood yeah. and all that and I, and I know how important it is you know to have a father figure for a male you understand even yeah. for females as well you understand yeah. and if just both parents as well but like you know um, it, it's very important in this day and age especially with the generation coming like for our generation yeah. because you have people that like like I'm very serious keying on it, like the way people like go about their business the way they like have kids and stuff like that bring them up in an environment where it's very toxic and yeah. everything like that and then on top of that um, they'll get to a point where they don't know how to advise their kids mm. you understand like what's your take on that like you know how important it is you know to to like you know to have like you know the the, 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 the fatherhood figure and all that kind of yeah. stuff I don't know you know which way so I wanted I don't know if you can speak on it but yeah I wanted to know how would you, you know, what's your take in and, and what's your experiences through that? Yeah, I, I can see, I, I, this is an area that's really important because the lack of leadership is what's causing, what causes some problems. I can't say all of them because I haven't looked into detail in it. Mm -hmm. But from my personal experiences, having a father figure not present at certain periods of my life affected me. It robbed me of something. And kids yeah. growing up without a parent, it robs them of something. Yeah. A kid growing up without a father, like it brings so much confusion. They feel unloved. They need guidance in certain areas that they probably can't get it from their mother. Yeah. So it, it's a different balance. Cause there's certain things that I didn't speak about. Like I'm 26 now. I've only spoken to somebody about it at the age of 24, but I needed advice on this when I was 19. Yeah. But because my father wasn't in the picture at that time and we didn't have that relationship, I made a lot of mistakes where only a man who's been through that could have helped me and somebody I would have facts, had. Facts, facts. So I've got an issue with that. I've got an issue with fathers who leave their kids. Um, it really pisses me off because I've experienced it myself. It's not nice. Mm -hmm. It leaves kids confused. I could have killed myself at the age of nineteen yeah, that's because true. That's of things true. like that. Um, um, I, I I looked into a situation where where like I I I'm a certain age where people would say like you should have kids and stuff like that. But like I sat for many years and I felt like whatever will happen to my life, you know, it's just like one of those things that, you know. I can only control and mm. I'm the one experiencing and I'm the one who's going to be able to deal with yeah. it. Now people often will come up to me like, dude man you're at the age where you're supposed to be having three, four kids. I'm like, well how you know man? You're not, yeah. you're not going to buy pampers from me. You're yeah. not paying all the, uh, you're not going to be waking up in the morning looking after the kids. People that choose to have kids are truly people that felt like I'm here mentally to support this child. See the thing, the to, thing like, is you know, when you talk about preparation I don't think in, in the way we live now, I don't think there's much time to prepare for that. It's something that's brought upon you. Like you can prepare when you're younger and by the information you take. Also, you have people that like, yeah. oh, sometimes they have it out of wedlock. Yeah. No but choice. My, my thing is like as a parent, if you, as a father, the minute that happens and you have a kid, yeah. no matter what it takes, you have to be there. 
I don't care. Like, it's not acceptable for you to leave and leave your kids completely out of the picture because their mother doesn't want me to see them. There is no situation. Then go to court and fight for your kid. Yeah. That's my thing. Fight till you get your kid. And if it's in a case where you don't get along, you either you have two choices. Either you fix it because it was your choice to make that, or you seek a way to be present in your kid's life. It doesn't matter if you've you know, changed jobs or whatever it is. You've got to do that because you brought something in the world that you needed to thrive. And you've got to be there for a kid. The kid suffers. In all of these situations, the only person that suffers the most is the kid. As unhappy as a parent may be, a mom and a dad, what's doing to the kid, trust me, you can't explain it and it's not nice. It's just not nice for the kids growing up. It's terrible. Daniel Mercer here. As you can see, yours truly the boy talk to podcast. Uh, back here, I wanted to speak about something that I just wanted to touch it, like just a little bit away from like you know the topic that we we're discussing. Mm. I was watching this video the other day. You know, I was just scrolling to YouTube. You know, like you know, you get suggested this video and stuff like that. And there was this video about the sexual harassment that, like you know, um, like all these African kids receive when they go into like colleges, like yeah. special places like Western Africa, like you know when you have like places like Nigeria, Ghana, in colleges, kids are forced to like you know like pay with sex for the grades and stuff like that yeah and as you, you know watching that thing there they just like it pissed me off completely like just watching that and for me i felt like it was a fail for everybody because um those people that you know they had the knowledge the power to be able to teach these kids to mm. be able to strive for the, not just for themselves but obviously for africa to represent their country or whatever and at the same time there are people that had kids and their kids could potentially work under those people as well which can create some sort of you know i don't want to say ill will or whatever but like you can say what goes around comes around but like it was just like one of those things it was just like we're not moving forward as people like mm. you understand and watching that the whole time like you know i couldn't help but just like being like mad over the whole um the whole documentary like for anybody who wants to watch you can go like you know on youtube and then just look at it it's a you know sexual harassment you know yeah college kids in africa I, I just wanted to hear your take on it you know what you think about that if you've heard of such things and mm. uh, do you believe it or what you think of it you know look it certainly it certainly exists and even at that, i think it's relative now because i i went to an event a couple of weeks ago and i found out a girl who was raped and she was talking about her story and i didn't even know and i know this girl and i didn't know so it's something that does happen. It's, it's certainly happening, man, especially in our cultures and countries back home. Two things like you've got the wrong people in charge and then they're not called out. They're not called out enough. They, they abuse their power. Like, they do, know? but when people abuse their power, if they're going to be shamed for it, they won't do it. Do you know what I mean? And this is what I say to people. like You have to set every place has rules. And if you go outside those rules, there's punishment, there's repercussions. But if there's not, then people abuse their power. They'll abuse it and think they'll get away with it. But at the same time, I think it's educational to look into things like that because it helps you to understand like the effects that it has and why you shouldn't abuse your power. And when you do see that happen, speak up, man. Yeah. You need to speak up. And I think it goes back to what we talked about, about parenting. Yeah, that's true. You know, as because as a parent, if you make your home safe, your kid can tell you everything. Do you understand? And because because I I was looking at it and I was like, for me, for myself, I thought it was like, at first I looked at it, I was like, just people like you know having sex with teachers and stuff mm. like that. It's their fault. And then I looked at it, I looked at the one this this kid. She was like seven. You know, I was like, that could be my sister. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, wait, that could be my sister. Going to this school, and then this teacher is there, like, and the teacher was sitting there comfortably saying like, oh, listen, you know, 
you know me i can you know get you to admissions very quick you know um you know you have to be obedient to me you know if you're not yeah. obedient i'm going to tell your parents that you're not you know you're not following the rules da 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 da, da and then you know your parents are going to be very mad at you and then us being african being very fearful of our parents we immediately think oh i must do what this professor is doing no i don't think that's the case but and you I see the bad side of that though do you not see the problem in that the fact that they know if they tell your parents you're not doing well your parents will punish you and that's terrible because what we teach kids is if you fail you're going to be in trouble but in real life that's not how it works yeah. if you fail you learn if they've any chance of being successful in life it's going to be true because of their failures in business people think like even like you work in a company yeah. you know how much money your company loses and how much they make so the money they're losing that's a loss that's a failure mm -hmm. but they learn from that and then they turn you that to profit to yeah yeah and it's the same another side what i'll say is and this something people might not want to hear but take responsibility for your own life put yourself in a position that you don't have to rely on somebody else put yourself in that position um so you never have to be in that position to rely on somebody else invest in yourself that way yeah. that's the best way i can say it because if i'm in a position where no matter what you do i'm gonna get what i want i'm not relying on you so i gotta take responsibility for my life and be strong yeah that's true that's definitely facts we're gonna move on because we have like a little time like, yeah. to go on. i know you got things to do so yeah. um i saw this thing i was watching the news the other day i saw this thing just speaking on to like moving on from africa coming into europe mm. there was a there was 17 year old uh who was like you know cycling around just enjoying the day going about the day and they got run over by a, a diplomat's wife you understand and the diplomat is okay she was able to take off and just you know go back to the united states and then donald trump donald so trump she left the, the scene yeah yeah the kid died the kid died recipe to that kid god bless their family condolences to their families mm. and all that but like the kid died and then now, I don't know because I haven't heard any 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 anybody who knows about this can speak on it. But like there's things that I will see, I'm like, wait, what? That's not fair. Like yeah. the thing, the, there's things like you know you see in the world, and it just makes you think like, bro, you know, this place is a disgusting place. Mm -hmm. You understand? Like they run over the kid, and then they're fine. They went back to the state, and then like that obviously the authorities in there in UK, they're like they want to bring it back for questioning and yeah. all that. Any normal person. Do you understand? Like this is what like that. That's how you devalue people. Any yeah. normal person, anybody at all, like a bus driver, or whatever, you, you won't even run get over a, a kid. You won't even get on a plane. Yeah. Because it's a diplomat wife. Maybe speaking to this again, but I don't care. But I think us as human beings, no matter what, that's what that's what I say about abusing power. Yeah. No matter. They say she was driving on the wrong side of the road, and then, boom, the, you know, the kid died. But I think, and then Donald Trump went on and said, oh, these things happen, it hasn't certainly happened to me, obviously, you don't drive your own car. Hmm. But like, he's like, these things happens, da 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 um, but uh, um, I'm gonna speak to her and find out exactly what happened. And I was just there like, whoa, <laughs> no worries, like the yeah, kid died, I was just gonna- That's my like, reaction, what do you mean speak to her? I'm just gonna out. speak to her, like, I mean, and, and, see, and see what happened, do yeah. you understand? Mm. But I, said, I found it like it's a very strange thing, which brought me to a part where I thought of like, you know, um, the abuse of power. Like, yeah, I think these, these things also, I think, I, I remember the time when I was like, uh, obviously going through my depression and, and everything in life. 
and there's things like that that makes me think like do i really want to be here like, mm. i know like you have other things that motivate you for you to be like a stronger person yeah, yeah you look at you look at those things like wow it's, it's just like you think about that is it worth it but yeah, yeah. Is, is this all of this this world and everything worth it but uh, another side to that like people are always going to abuse power police do it you put anybody in that position and i think the best way to look at it is if i was in their position what would i do mm. there's a lot of influencing factors donald trump has to say what he said he can't like there's politics and all of that behind that and there's benefits so it is unfair i think it's not right that people who are in positions of power have access and a bit more leverage to do what they want but that's the harsh reality of the world we live in yeah. that's the harsh reality of it if you've got connections you've got friends in high places it gets you things you're known for certain things and you get that very doggy doggy way it, you know it, it's just it's either but that's you, what it is it's, it's you people, eat or get eaten people yeah. who are power hungry and this is what i say to people like you can't if you want to do anything at all in life you can't base it on money alone and you can't base it on power alone yeah. those two things will ruin you and i'm not saying don't want money money's a nice thing it's nice to have and it helps you access things and afford things and it's good have ambitions but everything can't be based on that otherwise you become like those people mm -hmm. and you'll be in that position and because you can and you know you can you'll drive off and there's no empathy it's like the human side of you is completely gone yeah. and it's just the dark side and there's no balance do you know what I mean? And speaking on that, it's one thing I wanted to say because I've been having this conversation a lot with people and they're talking about, you know, what ambition. In the world we live in, I don't know what your opinion is, it's almost like if a man wants power and he wants success and he wants to be recognized, it's a bad thing. And people think of him the likes of those people and they're the likes of Donald Trump and things like that. But you don't have to be. Um, you can want those things and be in that position to make real change. But you have to have a good foundation of okay, this is who I want to be, this is who I am, too. and I balance to be it. Able to, to be able for you to be able to see, to see wrong, when, and even in the happening to see wrong and be able to be like, okay, I can't cross the mm. line, as if I cross the line there, and then that's pretty much it. Do you understand? In other words, I was gonna, uh, I don't know if you could discuss this topic. I was gonna take your take on Australia allowing five-year-old kids deciding what gender they yeah, can be. Yeah, I'm not a parent, but like that's out of control for for me from my perspective i i just think that's mad like that like how so a kid at the age of five what moral compass does that kid have like the kid doesn't know much about the world yet and you want them to be able to decide and say okay i want to be this and that's fine there was a strong argument that people will say i want some some can say i want my kid to be able to be free to decide whatever they want you but they, like would you give a five-year-old a shotgun mm. no let, let, gender wise no let's just no like i know and i'll go into it right would you give a five-year-old a shotgun and give him the option to decide to how how he uses it would you give a five-year-old kid a knife to play with would you give a five-year-old kid a car to drive would you give a five-year-old kid Do you think a, that's the same thing that with no, a gender no, no, hear me out where i'm going with it would you give a five-year-old a car to drive would you give obviously a five-year-old a business not, yeah. to run no. Would you get, would you trust a five-year-old kid to teach you? Mm -hmm. No, obviously not. Would you put a five-year-old kid in a position to educate people? No, obviously Because that decision of him choosing the gender is him choosing to educate himself on his world at the age of five. How, like, I understand when they're grown and people are free to be who they want to be and choose their own gender, I have no problem with that. Um, I believe... In, in different things but I can't discriminate on that but at the age of five for a kid to make that choice 
Like, are we gone? Have we have we gone mad? Could be. Like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, no. I'm not. I'm not quite sure yeah, about it. For me personally, I just don't think like the kid doesn't have enough information. It depends. Like, if it's a smart five year old and they know everything, then great, they can make that choice. I but I think the such thing as a smart five year old, yeah. unless you you're born literally with like specific gifts that you have within yourself that you can mm. present. But then again, at that age, if you're born with those specific gifts, yeah. you have certain people at high power investing in you and saying like, that's a future person so, but, that we can look into it, you yeah. understand? So you won't be out there like being having time to like choose genders yeah. and stuff like that. But even now, because that, that question is, I, I find it mad. Because even now, how do we tell kids what they are now? Yeah, because I think how that's the time kids, when they figure out yeah. if they're male or female. How do kids make that choice now? Like, how does your five-year-old make a choice whether I'm a boy or a girl? You dress them in whatever clothes they fit, because mm -hmm. if it's a boy, he dresses like a boy. And you give them toys that kids, boys play with. Mm. So do you put it in a position where you give them two toys and you say, well, pick one toy. And then if that's the toy you want, then we go with that. Because at the age of five, next year, the kid is going to want different things. The year after that, the kid's... The, the whole world changes. It changes the whole time. So if you if you give a kid that, I just I don't understand how you can track that or how that makes sense to say to a five year old, what do you want to be? And then what do we do after that? Do we say, okay, now that you said you're going to be a girl, we're going to make sure you're a girl. And if you're not a girl, we're going to make rules so that you yeah. can't be a girl. How do you do that to a boy at the age of five? So they're never going to make that decision themselves. It's probably facts, you force facts. it on them. That yeah. I think it's, there's a thing where our governments and society can become right tyr tyrannical and these things are because of political influence. Mm -hmm. There's a motive behind that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. There's a motive because yeah. we've been living so far now and none of these rules were there before and people still chose when they got to a certain age that I want to be transgender, I want to be a, I'm a boy but I want to be a girl or I, I want to be lesbian or this. So Someone just came out five yeah. minutes. How? Yeah. How does that happen? you got to understand that. So that's my opinion on that anyway. So it just doesn't make sense. And I don't yeah. think it's coming from the right place. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, that's it from us here. You know, that's it from me. Yours truly, the boy. Uh, I'm going to let you give all your social media yeah. outlets, you know, to the people that don't know you. So I'm on Instagram. If you want to find me on Instagram, Tyam underscore Mercer. We got a lot of stuff going on in terms of motivation, positivity, helping people grow on real life skills to get you from point A to point B. We're still on a journey. We don't know everything, but we're learning a lot more. We want to get a lot more information to help people grow. I'm an underdog, I come from an underdog background and I want to help underdogs as well win because it's possible and you can win really big. YouTube as well, we've got a YouTube channel. If you yeah. type in Mint, that's M-I-I-N-T, uh, you'll find our YouTube channel, there's good content on that. Be on the watch for a couple of events we got. We got Mint Talks coming up the 7th of December in Dublin. If you're around Dublin, make the trip. If even if you're outside of Dublin, I'd highly recommend it. Uh, this will change your life. Yeah, like you said, you know, so all the social media outlets are just going to leave it down below there. You guys going to be able to see there. Yours truly the boy. Talk to podcast. This is my second video. I don't know who am I going to bring next, but man, thanks very pleasure. much for coming in here. Thank it's you for having time. me. You understand? Yeah. This is it. And uh, it is a wrap.